right, so uh, here we go, episode 35. It's weird because uh, I actually remember the other day we, not the other day, but it seems like yesterday we did that one episode. Um, I guess it was like week eight. And I was saying, wow, the season's already flying by. It's going to be week 17 before we know it. And here we are. Week 17's passed. Sadly, football's coming to a close. We got a, a month left. And then the offseason will be very interesting, especially for the hey, Eagles. It's a 365-day-a-year sport. Never stops. And then speaking of the Eagles, uh, they were quite Pathetic. the talk past few days um hey you know what you know what we've been getting crapped on all we have the sixth overall pick in the draft i can't I, I, i'm you know what i'm happy about that everything to go into getting that i i don't know about that i, I did want them to lose the game um yeah. going into it but hey we got the draft pick i'm ready to move on i mean i this is just my tea on the whole tanking the game thing i as a someone who played sports loves watching sports whatever Obviously, you go into a game, you want to win the game, you want to play your best. So from a sports perspective, I did not like how that was handled. I don't I don't agree with it. Um, but here's the difference. It's it's not just a, a sport. The NFL is a business. And if the you know, you're told that, hey, we're going to lose this game on purpose because winning only hurts us. It, there's nothing to gain from winning. There's no moral victory in week 17 when you're not going to play another game for how many more months. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, on principle, I don't like the idea of it, but people aren't looking at it, especially these like players on ESPN who are f- like former players who are now analysts are like blowing this way out of proportion, you know, Oh, yeah. integrity, especially Joe judge, like integrity of the game, blah, 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 buddy, you won six games and you're crying. Oh, wow. You're Listen, crying because him. you didn't get in the playoffs after you won six games? Like, come on, man. It's just, like, it's silly. People don't, like, Keyshawn Johnson was probably the only one who actually said something smart. He said, you know, A, the coach doesn't have to explain to the media what he's doing. doesn't have to explain his reasoning. It's his team, and You're they're right doing it that. to better their organization. Why would they win a game to help another organization? Like, that's they – they owe the Giants nothing. They, sure. It's not the classiest thing to ever do, but they went from the ninth pick to the sixth pick. Would Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith, who just won the Heisman, be at number nine? I don't know. Probably not. No. So, you know, people need to look at it. the NFL is a business. You know, just it's not always going to be pretty. And I guarantee if this game was at one o'clock, people wouldn't be talking about it like this. But it was prime time oh, for yeah. them to see. So that's exactly what it was. And because the Giants were involved and they threw a hissy fit, I don't. I mean, listen, Joe Judge, smart in that point. Rally up your team crap on your opponents when, when you get a chance we're division rivals we don't like each other give them an, an, a moment for them to shit on philly i'm sure they would take it and they did um so, so we got the six overall pick i wanted them in the game i i wanted them to lose obviously i got caught in the game when it was close and all that and like i found myself like getting excited when they did well there you know wasn't a ton of it but they were doing okay i i mean you're right everyone tanks i think it is a little bit blown out of proportion but this is the most brazen sign of tanking I've seen in a game. You, to change quarterbacks to a third-string quarterback who hasn't played at all this year um, in the fourth quarter when you're close, yeah. uh, that was pretty That was pretty brazen. But you know what? The Dolphins traded away every veteran on their team before the season started last year. The Jaguars did, did just the exact same thing this year. Before the season started, they just traded away all their veterans. You know, th- that is just blatant tanking in my eyes, too. That's just they went I mean, in the season with the same mindset. I just looked at it and like, people were like, how could they take out their players? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but how is it any different than when like the chiefs and Steelers sat their players to stay healthy for the playoffs? They are literally like lessening their chance of winning the game by taking out their best players. Isn't that what the Eagles did? Like how are you making excuses? This instant, I firmly disagree with you on. I don't, the Steelers and Chiefs to the Eagles aren't even comparable, and I hate this comparison. No, because but one, in, listen, on principle, it's the same on ideal. Principle, no, it's not. The, yes, Steelers it and the, the Steelers and the Chiefs won a ton of games early in this year, so they earned the right to not bring out all their players. They earned the right. The Eagles had no right in doing what they did because they didn't deserve it. They when had you four win, wins. They had no business winning that game. Of course yeah but it comes back to the right do not group the Steelers and the Chiefs in with the Eagles because I find that just ridiculous 
they have higher hopes and they have bigger things to set on the horizon and they've earned the right to lose the game purposely. And that's what they do. They sent their backups out there and they purposely lost the game because they wanted to stay healthy. Do you realize what you just said? They earned the right to purposely lose the game. That's tanking. No, no, it's not. When you have 13 or 14 wins, the chiefs lost one game this season. They can go lose another. If they want to, they have 14 wins to back it up. Whatever. I they I listen. I agree with you that the tanking was a little blown over proportion. I'm for them doing it. I mean, I wanted them just to lose. It was an embarrassing fashion the way they had had why they do that. And I think that's more on Washington. I couldn't believe how bad Washington is. Yeah, Alex they Smith made did that not game. look good at all. Yeah, why don't you get on the fact that Washington? Because I think the Eagles were trying to lose that game even before the Sudfeld thing. Look how many people didn't play that had injuries as soon as we were eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. I know, and Doug said, I know Slay was out there, Graham was out there, Kelsey was out there. Sure. But someone's got to play. You can't sit everyone. That someone has to go out there. And you know what? Those players probably wanted to play, and that's fine. If you want to go play, go ahead. Um, but really, it came down to the whole reason you take Sutfeld is because Washington stinks. They're a horrible team that couldn't beat this. The Eagles team went down missing as many starters as they were. That is the. If I was watching, I'd be. I'd be really upset about that. Yeah, They're I mean, I, I. I just it it just like boiled my blood to listen to all these people on ESPN like former players just talk about it. like was it or orlovsky said you know it was a disgrace and then someone found a tweet he said or like way early in the season like teams should tank for trevor lawrence like you just said don't tank and now you're telling teams to tank and, and then what was it ryan clark was like t- i was just like he better Listen, it's not the tanking it's not the tanking that's the problem it's the brazen act that doug peterson did it changing your quarterback in the fourth quarter in a game you're down by three right. points and i said i don't know i didn't agree thing- with that but, yeah, but that, it, it that's, that's the that was the brazen act. I can't think of a more brazen tanking job in the middle of the game. Before the game is a whole other thing. If you sit down every player you have or trade or release or do whatever you got before the game, fine. But it's in the game. You, you know, this is where you, you get you come up with their game plan, act like you want to win. The guy's been fighting. The team's been out there for three quarters, fighting, keeping it close. And then you said, you know what? This is getting too close for comfort. We still have to lose this game. I thought I did enough, but I didn't realize how awful Washington is, even though they just won the division. I need to go now pull Jalen Hurts and ruin any chance we have to win the game. You listen, I've done, I've done it. In in one month, this is what I was saying. In one month, no one will even remember this anymore. No one will care. The Super Bowl will be over. The playoffs over. You know what I will remember in one month is that we're drafting sixth, not ninth. And in one month from now, I would be very pissed that we were drafted ninth instead of sixth. I'm over the whole thing. The reason why I'm on that is just the blatant, blazing disrespect that in the game. I think like, it's I, I, I'm saying I get it. I don't have a problem with someone being mad about it. I just have a problem with them not understanding it. So yeah, but listen, but, yeah, TV, my, my, was a, there wasn't much going on in the league otherwise. No, so. I mean my my last two thoughts on that is just it seems very out out of character of Doug to do it. I have a feeling it came from higher up. Oh, it maybe absolutely Howie did. was like you need to lose this game. Um, cause based on, you know, what we've seen, he's like rallies the troops every December. You're going to tell me he just decided to blow a game. It does not seem like him. Um, and yeah, I mean, someone pointed out that, uh, they thought this whole thing was funny, especially with the whole Eagles giants dynamic. Cause they said, you know what? I think that rivalry was kind of lacking for the last few years. This is, it's going to light a fire under it again. Oh, I, um, you'll already see the buildup <laughs> next time they play next year. I'm, I'm for it. Yeah, I'm for it. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, like you said, not much happened in the rest of the league. Um, really wild game between the Broncos and Raiders that uh, was well documented because I told you I was I had money on that game, so and that was very worked intense. out well for you. That was they good. went, yeah, they scored with like twenty seconds left, went for two and got it. Uh, actually, you know what? And one game that was interesting, I was watching pretty hard. The Texans and Titans. Man, we had a top five pick. If AJ Brown just doesn't make an inhumane play happen Texans defense I don't even understand how you let that happen but then again you also let Derek Henry run for what 250 so just defensively you're not good at anything but that was pretty brutal I was so excited all I heard was Roger Goodell come to the podium and you know at number five Philadelphia Eagles select that 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 and we had a top five pick we were going to be in every mock draft every ESPN thing everything once you're in the top five it's a lot cooler Mel Kuyper makes the pick for you Howie cannot be smarter than everyone in the top five because all the analysts agree in the top five but here we are. The Texans couldn't pull it off for us. Yeah. Um, Very sad. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was something. Uh, Bills slaughtered the Dolphins. I, I just remember looking at that score, and I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Um, 
that was a that was a good game for the Bills. I, that was like I mean, Tua had three interceptions, but I watched that game again. One of them, the run, the wide receiver fell down, and he and went right to the cornerback, and the other one tipped off a guy's hand, one of his own wide receivers, and went, went in the arms of a defender on the Bills. And then the third one was just they were getting slacked at that point, and they just had to push the ball downfield every play, and he overthrew the guy. Well, that's, that's that's the issue with like it really depends. Like if I was a coach, my kind of philosophy would be if you draft a rookie quarterback have him sit behind a veteran for a year or so, or at least half the season. Well, that um, depends on who the quarterback is. Some people learn different. Some people learn better it's, watching. Some people learn better doing. Yeah. And it seems like Tua is, we've seen like, for, like you said, 300 yards. We've seen a lot of good from him, but we've also seen like rookie mistakes, throwing bad passes, making poor decisions. So I think for him, it's better that he's playing now to get it out of his system. So then I wouldn't be surprised if next year Tua comes out and it's like, on fire listen they they're going to have a top five pick i believe it's going to be fourth overall because the texans are going to give away their second top five pick they might take a receiver draft yeah that's what i mean bring put out Devontae parker mike gazeki jamar chase if you want or Devonta smith whoever tua and you know miles gaskins a solid player they're building something that defense is nice they need to bring up the offense and put some players around well, Tua. i wouldn't, wouldn't i mean tua and Devonte smith played together in alabama so that would be true. A nice they match. could use an offensive tackle too. Swell would be a bad pick for them. Really solidify that line. Use an offensive tackle. Yeah, it's true. But you know, you're up there. I, I will say he had some really nice passes um, to Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker had some hell of a catches where he just went up and got bigger than everyone and got the ball. But to, yeah. to put it where it needed to be, um, I, I really didn't think you. I looked at his stat line and expected him to play worse. I looked the game over again and I didn't see it. I actually thought he played pretty well. It's just the team was a disaster. They gave up punt return touchdown. Um, you know, two of those interceptions they scored on the guy falling down and it tipping off your wide receiver's hands. Like that's, you know, what are you going to do about that? But yeah. when you play in a good team like the Bills, they're going to capitalize on all those mistakes. Yeah. Um, I mean, other teams, Chiefs set players, so they lost. Packers took care of business. Yeah. Saints took care of business. I don't, the Cardinals, Kyler got hurt. So they kind of were. I know. What, what was it? Chad Schreisler and John Warford? I don't know. I changed. I think it was Steelers. Browns were on the one o'clock on CBS and I changed it to Fox or no, maybe that was the four o'clock game. I don't remember, but I changed it to Fox and it was Cardinals Rams. I'm like, who, who the hell are these quarterbacks? Like, I didn't even know who was playing <laughs> some yeah, guy with a, a tattoo sleeve. I've never seen before. And then I don't even know who the Rams quarterback was. Yeah. Both those players I'd never heard of not until that Sunday. I mean, it was an 18, seven game. It's pretty ugly. So yeah, what are you going to do? But yeah. Beyond that. I mean, Cowboys Giants was actually a decent game to watch. It's very sketchy ending with that butt fumble recovery that the running back had, Galman. Yeah, but yeah, that was pretty brutal. I don't know how you just lose the ball when you have a clear first down to win the game. He's like, oh, let's make it interesting. Lose hey, you know what? He he got the ball back because you know what? If he didn't, he'd still be hearing it. Although <laughs> it'd be funny because then instead of the Giants hating us, it'd be the Cowboys, and I kind of like that a little bit better. My friend, uh, she's a Giants fan, and her um, she texted me. She's like my my fiance just said oh look at that giants won she's like no 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 you don't know the giants there's still time left and then after she's like three seconds later she sends me another text i fucking told you that's when he fumbled the ball and i was like the nfc's baby fair enough yeah i i think it's funny that my giants friends were rooting for the eagles to win more than i was this week yes uh, they was were. the first time for that I saw yeah. that all right let's uh do our final i mean we could probably do playoff studs and duds but uh yeah, or okay. a final week 17 studs and duds. Let's do it with the duds and on a high note. Go with the duds? Because right, right, I think I know who was on the duds, but please enlighten uh, us. Did, there's a few people. There's a few people on the duds list you might be familiar with. Joyce Day. All right. So, third dud. He's actually from the game we were just talking about. And I think it's funny that you brought up the Wayne Gallman incident, which would have been, which would have actually saved this guy's entire game. Because he, right before that, made a horrific mistake. A mistake I expect to see from undrafted rookie quarterbacks playing in their first game. Mm -hmm. uh, with a minute and a half left, uh, you're on third and goal. You're on the 10-yard line. Well, I mean, first off, he took a sack on the first one to push him past the 10-yard line. Um, and on third down, you know, you're in, you, you need a touchdown. You're in fourth down territory. So this isn't really like, you know, try to make something happen that, you know, isn't there. This is third down. You're going to get another chance at this. You just need to not be an idiot with the ball, which unfortunately is exactly what happened. Minute and a half left. 
I, I tell you not, I don't know what he was thinking. He flings the ball up to, I want to say there was six Giants jerseys in the end zone waiting for that thing to land. And like one pathetic Cowboys guy waiting, knowing, oh, this is, there's no way this is coming down to me. Surprisingly, it was picked off and that cost them the game. The Gallman almost gave it back to him, but off that play alone, he deserves it. Because you know what? I said an undrafted rookie quarterback makes that mistake on their first play, like throwing up the ball in the middle of the end zone, the middle of the field. When it's third down, you need to score a touchdown. Your season's on the line, not your game. The season's on the line because you realistically could win the division if you win this game. Yep. And to just fling it up with no care in the air, you're the highest paid backup quarterback in the league. You're supposed to come in in games like this and make things work, not be the reason your team doesn't work, win. And you are the reason you're going to win. That doesn't even go into the two dropped interceptions he had in the beginning of the, I think it was the first quarter. It was pretty rough. They were in the hands. Giants need to learn to catch. But the Red Rocket, Andy Dawn, what a pitiful performance. You know, when you signed him to being the most expensive backup, this you expected more. And I, that play alone, once I saw that play at the end of the game with a minute and a half left in their own goal line, when, dude, just throw it away. You're going to get another chance at it. You need a touchdown, and it's third down. Just throw it away. But yeah. no, we're just going to throw it in the middle of the end zone where there's six guys waiting there for it. And, surprisingly to no one it got picked off and they lost the game yeah that was uh that was pretty brutal he he it's weird because i've seen some dallas fans say that um they wouldn't be completely upset if they didn't resign Dak prescott because they thought they saw enough of andy Dalton. i was like you know he's uh, like 30 some no. years old like you know what watching that game i was thinking and completely different than the offense i was like how did he become a, how was he a starting quarterback for so long in this league he's like those mistakes <laughs> Those are horrific mistakes. And like you said, he had two, two interceptions in their hands. He, they dropped them both in the beginning of the game. The game wouldn't have been close if they caught either of those. But what yeah, do you he's do? a weird quarterback because he's talented. He just like he's so inconsistent. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's too much talent around him on that roster. You have three really good wide receivers and a stud running back. I know the offensive line had a ton of problems this year, but still I kind of expect a little bit more. Yeah, it really wasn't sure. something I would want to bring him back for. Um. So moving on to the second dud, this is actually a special dud because he's by far the wealthiest dud that's ever been on this list. Um, but this guy, this guy, and we touched on it a little bit. That's why I didn't go too much into the uh, tanking job that the Eagles did. Mm-hmm. But you actually said something that I wanted to reiterate when you were like, Doug, you know, coaches don't go out there just purposely lose games. They get the call from up above to make the call on that. And I remember hearing right before the game started that Howie and Doug were both, you know, reports were out right before the game that they were both coming back. Uh-huh. Debatable. We talked about that plenty of times and whether they both wanted to come back. Obviously, I had no interest in Howie by week four. Doug, I can live with, I guess. But, you know, so be it. Yeah. You know, you, you know why you make that decision? You know why that announcement comes in before the game? Because you're about to embarrass yourself on national TV and lose <laughs> the game purposely. Yeah. I don't think when they made that announcement, they could have ever imagined that Doug would have to sit Nate Sedfeld in the fourth quarter to make it happen and get ripped apart by the media, national, local, wherever you want to be. I think the international media was probably talking about it. You know, wasn't much going on in uh, football this week. But, you know, but this guy, and I put him as just as much blame. We always talk about Howie Carson and Doug. Jeffrey Laurie is the second dud of this week. Wow. You know, you know what? You, you know who, you know who says yes? Because you, it, this does not happen without his approval. You do not go out and purposely lose a game on national TV and prepare to be the laughing stock and just getting ripped apart all week on by the media, which they currently are, unless the owner okays it. The owner doesn't guarantee both of them their jobs back. Because you think Doug, if he actually thought he was going to get fired, would go out and lose a game purposely? Do you think he nope. gives a shit if we're directing sixth or ninth if he's not going to be here? Nope. No, he's like, you know what? If we beat the Redskins... A division rival, we look good. Jalen Hurts looks good. That makes him look better. A win there, a good game, and a win against the Redskins, the division winner, with a quarterback that you've now tied your your franchise to, that looks better for the coach. Yeah. The owner, this is this, and he's been getting more and more involved since the Super Bowl. And you know why I think he likes to keep Doug and Howie? I think because he's got them both where he wants them. He can be in all the meetings. He can call the shots, and he knows these guys. You know, you probably have to break in a new coach or a GM if you're still trying to be active. But Jeffrey Laurie, I just want you to know, outside, and I was thinking about this, outside the Texans, your franchise is the biggest train wreck with the least, the dimmest future out of all 32 teams. Besides Bill O'Brien cursing the Texans, what do the Eagles have going for them? They're $65 million of the cap. They have four wins this year. Their 
franchise quarterback they just signed to an extension like a year or two ago is on the trade market. He's already making reports that he wants to be traded. Now, after this debacle to purposely lose, now you have your star players. Miles Sanders came out and was vocal about it. You saw Jalen Hurts was easily pissed off during the whole game that they, they pulled him. That move makes your players look down at the coach that you just agreed to bring back to next year. Your players are pissed that Doug pulled this move and he's your coach next year. And he's going to have to rally up the same guys to get him going. Miles Sanders isn't going anywhere. Jalen Hurts isn't going anywhere. So now Doug's got to go buy their respect back, get them to believe again, get them to play hard for him. Cause this coach just went and told you, I don't care. I want to lose. And that's a more of a reflection of the people upstairs and that, and the way they handled it, that's a reflection. That's not a Howie call. That was a Lori call. That was a Lori move. And that has to be approved by the owner before you can get talked about or thought about, because that's embarrassment. And just the state of where the Eagles are and him getting more and more involved, this is a long offseason for Lori. He needs to look at it and think, am I helping the team? Am I getting involved? I can't name a single owner that is involved, you know, heavily involved on a winning team. Robert Kraft, probably the best owner in sports. What does he do? The only thing he's involved in is in Tom Brady because Tom Brady's earned his right to negotiate with the owner. He doesn't have to bother negotiating with Bill Belichick or the GM or whatever. Robert Kraft sits back and he, he orders the rings and he goes – you know, the, 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 he goes to the Asian massages and he goes to the championship games and he enjoys his, his life. And that's what an owner needs to do. You need to be aware and, you know, what your franchise is doing. So you're not like this Chargers Alliance who just consistently suck and don't want to spend money. But look around your division. Snyder and Jerry Jones are very hands-on. I don't think I can think of an owner that's been hands-on and has worked out for them. Lori needs, to, Lori needs to look at where this franchise is because he just brought back both the guys that I think are big culprits in this. And your team is calling out your coach and that, lo- that loser mentality you put out on the field on national TV. And you know what? You're an embarrassment. And that looks bad on the owner because you know what? That, this, none of this happens without his approval. I agree. It, um, yeah, it's not, not a good – it's very awkward situation. I don't, I don't know what the relationship is with – Howie and uh, Jeff, but apparently he likes them, wants them to stay. So I think they're they're probably they're boys, they're best friends. They probably hang out. He's probably like, you know what? I can go to Howie's meeting whenever. We can talk in the office all the time. He probably doesn't want a new GM that might shake things up and might not be as fun to bring into his office and chat about and make his calls with. Yeah, I don't. But needless to say, when you're a laughing stock this much, your owner has to be has had to approve this. And for how bad the franchise is right now, I really think there's only one team. I think the Texans is the only team with with a bleaker future than we have right now. When, when's the last time you saw a team go from winning a Super Bowl to three years later being a train wreck? I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say it's all Laurie, Laurie's involvement, but he's become more involved in the team. Think he fired the offensive coordinator himself. Doug said he wanted to keep him, and he came down off his high horse and said, nope, that's not going to happen. I saw some report um, that if Caldwell doesn't get a head coaching job, he should be like heavily considered for Eagles offensive coordinator. And I agree, but I think he's going to get an offer somewhere. He should. Yeah. It's, it'll be interesting. I hope we fire all the assistants on the offensive side so we can go in looking for two new coordinators this year. Yeah. We do need a D coordinator too. So that'll be, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be, it, it's going to be telling this off season how much they change. Cause like, there's going to be, it's going to be a lot of turnover. They could do like a soft rebuild, honestly. And just get rid of well, actually not even a soft a full rebuild and just plunge like half the team off and just roll with if they decide to roll with Hertz, uh, I don't. That's the thing though. Like I, I don't even know. Like today there's a report that Wentz is optimistic and he wants he's like hoping they don't have to come to a divorce. It's like who like somebody give me real information. I'm tired of hearing all these reports of the oh they want to he wants to get traded oh he wants to stay like. That's what I'm saying. You know, That's why people are so gullible. They believe everything they see. That's why you just got to let it play out, see what they decide to do, and go from there. But hey, Yeah, I know. Well, Wentz doesn't say anything about them being lies, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> On to the first stud. I don't think this is very much a surprise. Oh, I yeah. actually – our first stud, I apologize. Yeah, yes. he's not a stud at all. Um, <laughs> I put most of my rant with Jeffrey Lurie, so I'll make this one quick. First stud is the guy that came in to start and everyone in the national media ripped the team apart because it was clearly a sign of tanking. The guy who came in immediately threw an interception and then fumbled away the ball on a bad snap that he just didn't realize to just jump on to just jump on the ball. The bar's not start very high. Uh, it, it's pretty bad. Like I, like, 
remember when we were a quarterback factory? Well, this factory just broke Carson Wentz, and now Nate Sudfeld, who's been sitting on the bench for I don't even remember how long. How long has been Nate Sudfeld in the league? Because he looks like a rookie out there when he actually the team got his chance. For four, I'll be honest. I've seen him play a couple times in the preseason. He's never looked that bad. This is the I was worst shocked. I've seen. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen him play that. He's a decent. He, he was a decent backup, and then he just shat on the field. I don't know what happened. I listen. You know I'm what? telling you, maybe it was an Oscar performance. I don't know, but I don't. I think Setzel came in there with full intention of warning. Maybe Doug Peterson knew somebody's like, dude. I know Setzel's trash. I know that even if he tries his hardest, we're not going to win this game. So on oh, the team for done. four years. <laughs> if Setzel didn't come in and suck immediately and awfully as or as horrific as he was, then I don't think the scrutiny would be as bad. It's just the fact that you made the switch in the fourth quarter in a close game, and the guy you brought in was a joke. That's it didn't why help that so Washington brutal. kept us in the game by turnovers, back-to-back well, drives. That was why Sudfeld came in, because you think yeah. that sitting the nine players or whoever didn't play the game would be enough to let a team that's fighting for the division win, but apparently it wasn't, so we had to make the I mean, move. He probably could have let Hurts in. He wasn't playing phenomenal. He was like 7 of mm-hmm. 20 for 70 yards when he pulled him. So. But we were too close to winning, and that wasn't well, – was, was not... He was getting it done with his legs. That's the only thing. But listen, all, I want to, I want to, I want to know, be a fly in the room, if they actually won that game. Do you think Lori and Howie would have more pissed at Doug if they won than if they actually lost? Because it, it was, was a clear lose, that lose this, for Doug. This was a clear organization was all behind you and losing here. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I mean, listen, when you get brutalized in national media for being, uh, being, you know, as blatantly disrespectful to the game or the oath or whatever Joe Judge wants to throw around, uh, because Nate Sudfeld came in the game. Nate Sudfeld, you are easily a number one Dutch. You, you don't get this much hatred for tanking a game purposely unless you're the number one dud. Take respect of the game, buddy. You get paid to do a job. That, what, that, that's the precedent. There, like, yeah. If there was respect but, for the game, we'd have a different kind of NFL. But yeah, I hear you. But Nate Sudfeld, if you ever want to tank, you know, when next time the, the best quarterback prospect is coming around, I guarantee Nate Sudfeld is getting signed to one of those teams that want him. I've if, already seen the mocks. That have the Eagles if, taking a quarterback in the first round. I'm like, get get the heck out of here. Yeah. If the Jaguars knew how bad Sudfield was, he probably would have been signed week one. They probably yeah. would have traded for him. They're like, you know what? Get this guy on this team. We want to lose every game. But um, so that's the duds, the final wrap up of the year. You know, I thought, uh, you know, thought it was a fun year of duds and losers and nonsense, but on to the better stuff. Yeah, let's hear the studs. So third stud. We have um, clues or we're just going right into it. All right, this one I'll give you a clue. You can you can play along this time. Okay, okay. So this week we had a 2,000-yard rusher, as you may have heard. Very this casually. Stud, <laughs> yeah. This stud was actually the the last college player to have multiple 2,000-yards rushing seasons. Hmm. The stud also sent his franchise rushing record this week. And he also had more rushing yards in the first half than his quarterback did passing yards. <laughs> Any guesses? Derrick Henry. Do you really think Derrick Henry runs for two thousand yards? He goes for two fifty. I'd make him the third stud. Have you? You've been playing along with this game for a while now. I, you Have just you not said he rules? ran for two thousand yards. Okay, my God. So there was a two thousand yard runner this year or this week. Yeah. This guy was the last player to run for multiple 2,000-yard seasons in oh. college. There you go. Uh, you heard the 2,000-yard part and then you forgot the rest. Yeah, really threw me That off. was the teaser. That wasn't the hint. That was the teaser. Oh, it was um, uh, the, Colts, the Colts running back. Taylor. Correct. You didn't, yeah, there you go. Yeah. It took you longer than I, what I hoped for. But, yeah, all the things I said all, still apply. Jonathan Taylor, 253. Yeah. Two touchdowns. Just honestly, one hell of a game. He, I, I mean, saw Jerry that and I thought it was like someone mistyped it. It was supposed to be like 153. And they're like, no, no, 253. It's like, God, it was, the, the Jaguars stink. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But Jonathan Taylor had a hell of a game. He had two big runs, looked really good doing it. Next year, keep an eye on for Jonathan Taylor because that offensive line is still one of the best in the league. Depending on what they do with the quarterback, I think that they're going to be bringing in someone younger and a little bit better than what Phil Rivers was this year. I have to think that this is the year they move on from him. Um, you know, especially with all these quarterbacks, you know, Stafford, Wentz, Jimmy G, Matt Ryan, possibly all these veteran quarterbacks that are on the market. I wouldn't be surprised if they upgraded. If you bring in a younger quarterback, they can do a little bit more. And that offense line, Jonathan Taylor, man, he can catch the ball too. 
he I like him next year. I think he's gonna be a dynamic player. This this last game really showed off his skills and really end the year on a high note for him. I mean he's got the playoffs, but still, this was a huge game for him. Very impressed by his performance. I think it was during our fantasy episode. I think Josh was the one who did, he wasn't very high on Taylor. I don't remember something. I thought, something I thought better than us. But yeah, he's a. I mean, when you run for two and a half football fields, you're doing something right. So. Yeah, two and a half football fields indeed. That's how you just measure people by how many football fields they ran that week. It's impressive. Um, so moving on, I do want to give one shout out to an honor mention because I I had him in as the studs, so then I kicked him out for Jonathan Taylor because like looking at that down, I was like, oh man, I can't. There's just no way. Um, Justin Herbert, another rookie, looked great. He also set a whole bunch of uh, rookie records. I think like passing touchdowns, um, passing completions or whatever. I think he, the only one he really missed was like the yards. I think he missed, but um, really great game. He had like three touchdowns. I know it was against the backups of the Chiefs, but yeah. he had one toss. The Mike Williams touchdown, if you go look at the highlight, the longest one, I, I was watching that live. As soon as it released his hand and I saw Mike Williams checking, I was like, that was an Aaron Rodgers type throw. Like I, there's throws that I've only seen Aaron Rodgers make. The way he just flicks the wrist and it goes 50 yards down the field exactly where it needs to be, that was that throw. Justin Herbert just flicked the wrist and it went 50 yards downfield and it was money, no issue, touchdown. That play alone, I was like, God, that would be a stud. And then Jonathan Taylor put up 250 and I was like, all right, fine. I'll, I will say, that. I know we're very um, cautious about Justin Fields from Ohio State, but I was watching that game against Clemson and he throws a pretty ball, like – he yeah, hit a guy I, for like a 50 yard bomb and it was like perfect spiral, perfect placement right on the money in the stride. And I was like, damn. He looked really he could good. Be I mean, good I, in the NFL. I will say he's, I kind of ate my words a little bit on that because that yeah. he looked amazing against Clemson. He did. You know what? I was thinking about because now we're all in the draft season. If he looks good again on Monday, we could have three quarterbacks taken before the Eagles pick. And that's great. That would be even better. Listen. Yeah. I don't want, I, I'm not sold on the quarterback pick. I mean, listen, you suck as a team, so you got to look at them because, mm-hmm. you know, teams that draft that high always should be looking at the quarterbacks. But I'm still more around um, drafting just a stud than bringing in another quarterback into the so called factory. What, what that, do we, I mean, we have what? We have uh, the Jets, Jacksonville, Bengals. Bengals don't need a quarterback. Miami doesn't need a quarterback. Atlanta could probably take – I could see Mac Jones or Fields going to Atlanta, honestly. I mean, that one depends on um, – just on Matt Ryan. Or they, they could take around. another Alabama wide receiver because that's just what they like to do. That's true. Listen, it doesn't hurt. So, um, Talking about wide receivers, hmm. second stud, he is a wide receiver. How about that? I will say – now, he had hardly a slouch of a game. Nine receptions, 133 yards. But from what I've seen him through the year, this was not the best game he's ever had. I mean, he's had <laughs> more impressive ones. But nine receptions, 133 yards is nothing to slouch out. But you know what? There was something more impressive about this week. And since it's the end of the week, I, I added in some, you know, season totals to go along with it. Okay. My man in a historic wide receiver draft, and one that honestly I think lived up to the hype. I think that the rookies that were playing this year played really well. I thought they, were, they all pretty much made a case for them. Some that I didn't see coming, like um, what's his face? Uh, Chase Claypool. I didn't know he would be one of the better wide receivers, but he just dominated. This guy was another one that I didn't really see. I thought he was good. I didn't see him as being one of the top wide receivers from this class, let alone one of the top rookie wide receivers in the history of the game. So my boy, Justin Jefferson, putting up 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns, 88 receptions on the air, breaking the rookie wide receiver record in the process is incredibly impressive. He did that with a number one wide receiver on that side of him that takes his own targets on a team that's not the best in the world, but – he got it done. He was amazing. He went for 133 this week, this week. And I got to say of this rookie class that looks really good. He's by far the best as of the wide receivers. I'm interested to see how all their careers go with Judy Ruggs and Lamb and Claypool. But you know what? That's a really impressive record to beat. He beat out Randy Moss, a hall of famer and Quan Bolden, a really good player as well. Mm -hmm. So that alone, I think that's a present one. He should be the offensive rookie player of the year. I know Herbert's amazing. And I just talked about how great he looks. But we give it to quarterbacks all the time. Give it to I a agree. guy that broke a record that's not easy to break. Because um, wide receivers, you know, a lot of times it depends on your situation. You know, if your quarterback stinks or, and, you know, or if you're drafted really high and your team stinks or whatever reason, it's tough to put up those yards. But he had a great year. Um, not taking anything away from him. So he deserved the stud this year, this week. Yeah, I mean, last year, Kyler won it. But I, I could have argued, you know, 
AJ Brown was more fitting for that. Um, oh yeah, I feel like they give it to the quarterbacks all the time. Yeah, but since you brought that up, I actually have in front of me. Um, so the 2020 rookie class receiving yards leaders, like you said, Jefferson had 1,400 yards. Then C.D. Lamb had 935. T. Higgins, a surprise, had 900. Uh, yeah, come on. Claypool had 873. Jerry Judy had 856. Brandon Ayuk, um, they they used him all over the field. He had 748. And then uh, Mooney, the Chicago guy, had 631. Rager's in there somewhere. Right? He didn't have too many yards, but you know what? Mooney made some. Mooney made some nice plays this week too. Yeah, he had a really nice catch on a deep ball. They just snagged out of the air. Um, so he, listen, Mooney, Claypool, um, Judy, Rugs, Ayuk, yeah. Jefferson. Um, I like Pittman from the Colts. You mentioned mm-hmm. um, T. Higgins. Listen, I still like Rager. I think he's still a pretty good player. He's not Justin Jefferson. We all know that. Um, but I still think he's got hope. He just needs yeah. to get healthy. I don't think I mean, Rager's uh, a number one, but I think he could be like a number two or like a flashy slot. So Yeah. But listen, the, I think they, this wide receiver class was hyped up, and I, I actually think it lived up to it pretty much well. When they set the one, one of them sets the rookie record, it's hard to say they didn't. Like, so. Yeah, like you said, it'll be it'll be fun to watch them like – grow and see how their their careers kind of flourish so yeah so all right well that was my second stud and on to the first stud again this was another guy Soccer. who he was uh he was another i guess i could say he was a kind of year-long you know right stud choice like jefferson was but he's almost so good that he could have been on every time but then it would have been fair to other players there was honestly some weeks where that was exactly it remember the week where he went for like 215 against the jaguars yeah and, like, and i yelled at you week. Yeah, but you know, like, yeah, but he, that's nothing for him. Eh. It really isn't. Like 215 against the Jaguars, and then they just give 250 to Josh Taylor, so it made me look a little bit better. But uh, I guess. 34 carries. Um, to be honest, they were going to keep giving the ball until he hit 2,000, so it didn't really matter in that argument. Yeah. 250. He ran for a quarter of a 1,000 yards in one game. Two and a half football Go, fields. Two and a half football fields, exactly. Go along with two touchdowns. Um, I just – 7.4 yards per carry. He broke the 2,000-yard eclipse, which is only done by uh, – he was the eighth player to ever do it. You're pretty much talking about all Hall of Famers um, in that list. So that's an incredible thing to be a part of. He also – did you know that he also won the Triple Crown for running back this year with the most rushing touchdowns, rushing yards, and attempts? Wow. He also – and I heard this stat, and I was almost, like, choked on myself. He, the last four games, has 710 rushing yards. <laughs> He's nearly God. averaging 200 yards per per game the last four games. Seven hundred like yards. Seven ten. Don't forget his other ten. That's a, oh, that's sorry. a first down. You, ch- you yeah. know, don't cut I, off the um, first down. I've come to the um, the, like the assertion that he is um, not from Earth. Like he's no. got to be from a different planet. Plus, me, you, and him aren't the same species. You, oh, no. we might <laughs> we're be, not the same species. <laughs> we, we might be told that we're all humans. No, no, no. We're not. I, I, no. I'm not the human that Derek Henry is. That's a different species. That's a mutation of our human species. I wasn't, different. I wasn't even like, like, like you said with Jonathan Taylor, like you see 250 yards, you're like, wow, that's amazing. I saw that from Henry and I was like, that's used to it. Par, par for the course. It's like, well, you also knew against the Texans. I think this is his third game uh, that he's had over 200 yards against them. Like you knew they were going to run the ball with him until he got to 2000. He is, he's insane. Really incredible. But yeah, first stud is Derrick Henry. Um, he's got to be the offense player of the year. I mean, you can give Rogers MVP, oh, but he's got to be the offense player of the year. Um, 2000 yards is honestly one of the, one of the most impressive statisticals, um, well, who season is, statistics in any sport. I who was the last think. to do it. AP. Yeah. That was like 2013, 2012, 2012. Yeah. Okay. I was close. Yeah, you were good. Yeah. But um, did you know that Derrick Henry uh, or now the Titans have had two running backs go for 2000 yards only franchise to do that. Chris Johnson. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a little interesting tidbit, but uh, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Um, he's going to carry them in the playoffs. Um, it's amazing. He doesn't break down. That's what's incredible. Is that I know. Cause that's he's it. Like never, he's so physical, always runs with thirty carries every year. You're like, are the catches going to the touch is going to catch up to him? And he, he looks fine. He looks better. Defenders look injured. <laughs> I mean, he's like incredible. like we said, he's he's built like a freight train. So it's like running into like pool noodles when he's getting tackled. So it's, yeah, it's it's nuts. But those are the last studs of the year. Um, I don't know if you have any critiques or comments on those studs and duds. No, I'll say. Uh, I enjoy letting you run wild with our studs and duds, full control. 
I enjoyed the uh, the hints and the the information. Felt like I was in class. Yeah. It was good Always. stuff. I, as 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 I've told you, it's a free master class, and I haven't even charged you yet. We've been doing this for what six months now. Haven't charged you for a single master class. Yeah, we haven't needed the the master class too often. We're usually just doing recaps, but mm-hmm. good to see. Um, so yeah, moving on. Um, we'll do our final power rankings, and then do our um, our final game picks of the year. So we're gonna start off uh, number one, I guess. So we had Chiefs. Staying at number one, as they deserve to be. Mm-hmm. Definitely the Super Bowl favorites. Number two, yeah. Bills. Biggest threat to the Super Bowl favorites, I'd say. Uh, and then three, we had the Packers. Four, we have the Saints. Number five is the Seahawks. Six, the Tom Brady Buccaneers. Still weird to say. Seven is the Ravens. Eight is the Titans. Nine are the Browns. Congrats to them for finally making the playoffs after uh, yeah, but how many years? Not to cut you off, what it wouldn't be more Browns fashion than to end their 18-year playoff streak and then have their head coach and a couple players test positive, and then you see two other players got arrested for drag racing, although it didn't seem <laughs> to be as serious. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like only the Cleveland Browns will break an 18-year playoff curse, and the head coach to do it won't even get a chance to coach the playoffs. Just the unreal. Just ended in Monday. Oh, oh and and Olivier Vernon ruptured his Achilles while you're at it so the browns doing the browns things even in their best season and like since i've been alive for them you really can't avoid the browns being the browns yeah we've had like josh jacobs got a dui and like you said players were drag racing it's like what what the season just ended everybody relax like (laughs) i mean the brown listen they probably closed practice in the facility so the browns probably well we got nothing else to do so but yeah so the browns are nine and then number 10 the steelers to wrap it up Okay. Funny that they were what eleven and zero, and now they're the tenth best team. But yeah, yeah. Um, after that, so game picks for this week. Uh, I went twelve and four, as usual. You went eleven and five, as usual, right yeah, behind this, me. This is what was the one game that I got? Oh, I guess we did different ones. So yeah, it might have been you picked. I mean, I picked the Raiders. You picked uh, I forget Broncos. who they played now, but Denver. Yeah. Denver, yeah. Oh, so well. on the season, 256 games we picked. I went 181 and 75, pretty damn good. Me. You went 164 and 92, also pretty damn good. So to pat ourselves on the back there, good stuff. I think we earned it. I think we earned it. Yeah, that's a pretty impressive record. Uh, so moving on, so we can do our recap of what we thought was going to happen in the year um let's do it i want to see how smart i was from the beginning of the year so yeah so i took all of our i went i went through and looked at all of our um standings records so we we like we said we picked all the games every week uh before the season started and every team had a record and standings so um (laughs) in the uh, nfc my division winners were the saints which was correct the okay. Eagles, not correct. The Seahawks, correct. And the Packers, which was also correct. So not too not bad. bad. Well done. But my wild card was the Cowboys. They didn't make it. Hilarious. Niners, they didn't make mm-hmm. it. Tough. And the Bucks. So got one of them right. Okay. Look at you go. AFC, uh, you had, or excuse me, AFC, I had uh, Chiefs, uh, nice. the Bills, nice. Texans. So that was incorrect. <laughs> And then I had the Ravens, so I told I said they were going to be a playoffs, but picked them in the wrong okay. spot. And then wild card, I had Browns, Steelers, and the Chargers. Chargers mm. got kind of mm. close, I guess. Mm. I yeah, listen, I mean, I didn't, I've been no, I've been preaching it for weeks now, so I do have to comment a little bit on it. They fired Anthony Lynn, and you yeah. know what? That is a great move for the, the Chargers. Although, wait, although now hold on a second. It's like I know they finally listened to me after the weeks I've been telling how them how bad of coach Anthony Lynn. The rumors I'm hearing that they're interviewing Jason Garrett. Jason if Garrett. they go get oh my god, if you get chased, bring Lynn back Jason Garrett, then just trade Justin Herbert. Don't ruin his career. Let him go somewhere else. Like if you're going to be a cheap, I, I heard a report that it cost them a good amount of money to fire Anthony Lynn because they might, they're just a poorly run organization. So I assume everything they do is just idiotic. Hmm. But um, I heard that that went in the factor into the coaches they're looking. So basically, they're looking in the bargain of coaches. When you have a franchise 
franchise quarterback when you should be competing now with that franchise quarterback on a rookie deal? I don't know. I don't know if they were true rumors, but when I heard of the Jason Garrett report, that's what I heard to go along with it. That sounds like a terrible situation. I, you know, what are you going to do? <sighs> um, but yeah, so that was mine. So I got, I got of the 14, yeah, 14 playoff teams, I had nine out of 14. So that's not terrible. Um, then you, your NFC, you had the Seahawks as your number one seed. Um, Ooh, look at me. You had the Saints, correct? Okay. But then you had the Eagles, so that was yeah. not correct. And then not you had correct. the Vikings. Oh. You're very high on the Vikings. Damn it. Uh, your wild card was the Bucks, so that was good. Okay, and smart. Then you had the 49ers, <sighs> and then you had the Cowboys. <laughs> I you, also you had the Packers, the, the number one seed out of the playoffs. Okay, that didn't age well. All right, I'll, I'll take the mulligan on that one. <laughs> why, did, why would I pick the Cowboys? AFC. You had Chiefs, okay. Steelers, okay. Bills, nice. Texans. Damn, I fell for the same trap. Wild card, you had Ravens, Titans, Browns. So that's pretty. I think I got all the wild card teams right. Unless the, well, Titans, the Titans won the division. Flip, flip Titans to the and Steelers, and yeah. What were I'm curious? What were we thinking when we picked the Texans? Because they traded away DeAndre Hopkins. Like, what did we actually think was going to happen? Now that I know we both same thing we thought with the Eagles, they are literally the same teams but in different divisions, but different conferences. Think about that. I don't know about that. I wouldn't go that far. Not not same, but they're very similar. And like they should be up here, and they're so far down, I can't even show you. So I just don't know why I would have looked at the fact that they made one of the worst trades in NFL history. And I think everyone knew that at the time. I didn't need to see the season play out to know that. And they traded away DeAndre Hopkins, and I still thought, oh, you know what? This is a division winner. I just. You you had you had the Vikings going twelve and four, <laughs> Packers going eight and eight, uh, and then you had really missed that one. You had the Texans going eleven and five. And so, what'd you have the Texans go? Um, Probably. 11, I had the I Texans imagine. go ten and six, so not too much better. I will. I'll, I'll give you. Uh, since I beat you in the game picks, you'll be pleased to hear this. So I took all of the records that we picked before the season started. And then I looked at uh, how it actually finished. So for every game we were like, so every game we were off, I added, I gave us a point. So for example, the Eagles were okay. what? Four, 11 and whatever. And so they had four wins. We I said they were going to have 11. So that was plus seven. See what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I got you. Okay. So I added it all up. I had 78.5 points. Okay. You had 76.5 points. So you beat me. That's actually not By that two bad. Points. That's, like two, that's like two wins or losses for every team. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. uh, we, we really nailed the Jaguars and Jets, though. We said they were going to be the two worst teams, and sure enough, they were. I mean, no. to be fair, that wasn't really hard to predict. Um, my correct records: I had the Giants going six and ten, the Jets two and fourteen, the Raiders eight and eight, um, and the Bengals. I was close. I said they were going to go five and eleven, and then they were four eleven and one. You had uh, Jags one and fifteen, Bucks eleven right. and five, Cardinals eight Looking and eight, Jets two yeah. and fourteen, Titans eleven and five. Oh, Browns eleven and five, Chiefs fourteen and two. At this. Yeah, I I'm was impressed. Smart. Look, at I was shocked. You know what? I would have probably done so much better if I didn't idiotically think that the Vikings <laughs> were going to be much better than the. That's probably what killed me was that you I sh- thought the Vikings would do what the Packers did. If you had uh. gone back and picked all the games like you like you did before the season started, you probably would have beaten me. Yeah, probably. Yeah, if I just didn't. I don't know why I bet all my money on Kirk Cousins instead of Aaron Rodgers. And then um, our draft picks. So uh, I just did top 10. I had uh, Jags at the one. Then it was Jets, Washington, Chicago, Panthers, Dolphins, Bengals, Lions, Rams, Giants. Um, You really didn't like the Dolphins. uh, I guess not. Well, you had Jags, Jets, Giants, Washington. You hate. You did not like. You gave the Giants like two wins. 
I know. Um, I think I gave them both two wins. I really was down on both of them. But to uh, be fair, they both sucked. I just didn't expect Joe Judge and Ron Vieira to be great coaches. Chargers at five, Lions, Panthers, Bears, Bengals. You had the Colts, the 10th pick. I know. That's all that Philip Rivers. You had them going five and 11. <laughs> okay. To be fair. Yeah. But to be fair, you I did not I like Philip Rivers. <laughs> I did not. To Don't fair, like Philip Rivers. To be fair, Philip Rivers was not the reason that I was wrong there. That was great defense and then being able to run the ball. True. True. Uh, of course, the actual draft is going to be the Jags, the Jets, Dolphins from the Texans. Falcons, Bengals, Eagles, Lions, Panthers, Broncos, Cowboys. I mean, no one would have been able to say who would have guessed Eagles, Cowboys, and Falcons would have been picking top 10. I mean, but it is what it is. Um, but here we are. Any thoughts before I go into the playoff picks? Um, I'm really mad at myself about the Packers and Vikings pull, and I'm really surprised that we both picked the, te- the Texans. I don't remember exactly what my reasoning was or yours, but that just seems pretty foolish on both our parts. We probably ripped them apart for the DeAndre Hopkins trade, and somehow we both picked them to win division. So that did surprise me. Um, you know what? I rode with the Vikings, but I was surprised. I still thought they were going to be a pretty solid team. The Packers, I just disrespected. But other than that, it is what it is. I didn't think I was too wrong on some other stuff. So I had um, – can you see this? You had the Eagles. Yeah, you had the Eagles as the number two seed. So, yeah, the chart, the chart is mine. Uh, I couldn't find a chart for you, but – Okay, fair enough. I see the production favors one. Yeah, so, the other. well, I fair mean, enough. you didn't give me one, but I had uh, the Steelers upset the Texans, and then they would play the number one seed Chiefs. Uh, I had Ravens finally winning the game over the Chargers. Then I had the Bills nice. beating the Browns. Uh, obviously, okay. we, were, we were both very high on the Eagles. Um, had them beating the Bucks, had Seahawks beating the Niners, and then – I had the Cowboys beat the Packers. I must have been on drugs. Um, must have listened to my argument about why the Vikings are better than the Packers. Yeah, and then you had you had Bucks over Vikings, even though you you raved about the Vikings in preseason. Just Eagles over sense. Niners, and then Saints over Cowboys, and then in the AFC you had Browns over Texans, Bills over Ravens, Steelers over Titans. Wow, you thought Lamar Jackson was going to lose three years in a row in the playoffs in the first round? Okay, wait a minute. He still can. Let's not uh, let's not rule that out. It's still very much possible. Um, you so can then you're get on me if he actually wins. Your divisional was Steelers over Bills, Chiefs over Browns, Saints over Eagles, Bucks over Seahawks, and then you had Chiefs over the Browns. You had the Browns in the championship. That's that doesn't that doesn't sound right. I mean, that doesn't sound right. Um, that sounds like it was foolish. <laughs> and then you had the Saints over the Bucks. Um, and then Super Bowl, you had the Saints beating the Chiefs. So I had Chiefs beating the Steelers in the divisional, Ravens winning another game over the Bills, getting into the championship, Eagles over Seahawks again. It is what it is. And then the Saints beating the Cowboys. Uh, and then I had, I, I thought Eagles' expectations were get to the championship game and lose. So I went with that. I had the Saints and Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and I also had the Saints winning. Um, I, st- I mean, look, the Niners had a lot of injuries. Eagles obviously had a lot of injuries and quarterback and coaching issues. Cowboys lost. Don't I think it, if, don't if, at that point. if Prescott, their defense got a slightly better. So I think if they had Prescott, they probably would have won that week NFC East, and they probably would have made oh, the playoffs. Easily. Yeah, no, if Prescott was there, they're, they're, that's an easy division for them. Um, Chargers, they came close. I think they went, what, 7-9? and nine? Yeah, but they're um, inept when it comes to late game management. But they did get rid of that. So Yeah, and then the Texans, uh, they were just a, a bomb. So I don't know. That one I still can't get over. Yeah. Um, so... I ch- obviously changed mine a bit here. Uh, so I have uh, – actually, we can just get right into our picks then. So for yeah. – um, first game is Ravens and Titans. Actually, hold on. Let me make sure I have the – so let's start on Saturday. Colts and the Bills at 1 o'clock. I picked the Bills. Who are you going with? Um, I'm going to say the Bills. 
we got to be fair though because you did ask me these questions before we started filming and i'm not gonna lie i don't remember who i picked so you know what you're right i did ask you these and i already forgot but i wrote them down so do not fret i'm glad that your memory is is so poor that you already forget your answers well you forgot that you asked me the question so all right fair enough now fair enough yeah you picked um the bills okay and then the four o'clock game on saturday is the rams versus the seahawks uh i will take the seahawks and you said that the rams Rams are gonna win i'm taking the rams listen it's it's a divisional matchup and there has to be an upset somewhere and i don't see it coming from anywhere else really and then the eight fifteen game on Saturday <clears throat> is the Bucks versus the Washington football team. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just—it's a shame because I think Washington was—I thought Alex Smith was going to be like, you know, had this like momentum going, and that defense was playing really good. But I don't know. I think the defense could still give Brady fits, but I—I I could see. Bucks winning by like two touchdowns and a field goal. So Washington looks so terrible this week that we had to offensively they were inept. So yeah, no, Washington sucks. That's gonna be a bloodbath. And then Sunday we have Ravens versus Titans at one o'clock. I think, especially since the Ravens have been super hot to end December, I think they're gonna go in and dethrone the King Derrick Henry. Finally, Lamar can get his playoff record to a better looking start. So yeah, no, after I, losing I like two that. straight in our back-to-back seasons. So I like that pick. I, I, I listen. The Ravens games, I think, for like the last six weeks. So yeah, I mean, they they were they were like up and down most of the season, and then they caught fire. So it's all all it takes to get ready for uh, the playoffs. It's true. Then we have uh, the the fact that the Bears are even in the playoffs makes me sick. I know. I, I mean, so does that, Washington, yeah. but. Yeah, but you know what? I was gonna say that because like that Packers game, Trubisky looked awful. I was gonna put him on the duds list. Like, I was like, dude, you have so much chance. Like, you're literally win this game and you have your Blake Bortles contract. That like Maggie's already back, so I have to assume Trubisky's coming back. Like, all he had to do was win that game. He didn't have to win the playoffs. Just win that game. Look yeah. good. Go in with some momentum. Nah, that wasn't gonna happen. So. No. So yeah, I'm I'm taking Saints in that one, and then the eight fifteen game. Browns versus Steelers. I wish I could pick the Browns, but like you said, Stefanski won't be coaching. That's a huge loss. And they look terrible against. The and they didn't backup. look good against you know backups on the Steelers. So yeah, I got the Steelers they, this one. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> so that's our wild card wrap up. Um, and then, so what I did from there, I see Chiefs beating the Ravens. Um, the Bills, I think beat the Steelers. I think, I think it's like a, that'll be a, a really good game. I think mm-hmm. a lot of defensive plays made. Um, then I have the saints beating the Seahawks. I, I just, I don't know. I think the Seahawks beat the Rams, but then I don't, I don't think they're, they kind of like have been all over the place since the middle of the season, I would say. I mean, they came back against the Niners, which was really impressive in like five minutes, but yeah, we'll see. And then I have the Packers being Tom Brady and the Bucks. Uh, and then from there, Chiefs over Bills, Saints over the Packers. And then I have Chiefs Saints Super Bowl, but I have the Chiefs winning 35 to 28. I, I get it that I think the Breeze retirement possibility factors into them getting to the Super Bowl, but I think the Chiefs are just superior team. So fair enough. I won't argue too much on that one. Um, and then Tim, you have, uh, I don't remember your divisional now, but you have the Packers versus the saints in the championship and chiefs versus bills, just like I do. Yeah. And I stick with that. Well, well, I took the saints and the chiefs before the season started as my super pick. So I had to stick with it. Well, so did I. Oh, fair enough. But, uh, yeah. And then we obviously got the chiefs and the saints matchup and, Something about this Drew Brees thing reminds me of the Peyton exit because that defense, I the Saints defense doesn't get enough credit because everyone talks about the Steelers and the Colts. That defense is legit, and I think it's a defense that could give Mahomes some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like that Denver Broncos team with Peyton, 
They had a ton of off offensive weapons, and their defense was great. And that's exactly the way the Saints are built right now. And I think the more the creative stuff they do with Taysom Hill just gives them another wrinkle, and that's gonna be tough to stop. Plus, you yeah, have Kamara. So yeah, I I think if they have you know a healthy Mike Thomas, a healthy Kamara, no bad bad ribs, Drew Brees, you know, they they can do it. And I, I the only reason I have them over the Packers really is because I think Green Bay is good enough to beat. Um, good teams but i don't think i don't think rogers alone can de can like be a team like the saints in the playoffs when it's like super bowl on the line um, well you know what i you know what i think is going to hurt them a lot not necessarily rogers because you know adams and jones will still be amazing and aaron will be fine they lost bakatari and you yeah. don't want to lose him you know left tackle is very important right now line if, line is if, very important in the playoffs could I, could I see like a, you know, Jordan and Davenport for the Saints just be menaces for uh, Aaron Rodgers because they don't have the blocking up front? Yeah, yeah I could. And pro in a game that might be a shootout, it's going to be tough because I think they're going to find themselves in some shootouts just because, you know, there's a lot of good offensive teams uh, in the NFC. And when you drop back and pass extra, and you know, you're going to want your left tackle there and he's not there and it's going to be tough. They're going to feel that one, but I yeah. uh, still think they're a good team. So we'll see. I'm excited for the playoffs, but. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be uh, exciting. Um, I mean, you look at it, we have what? We have playoffs for a month and then a week of February. And then we're basically no football for two weeks. Then we have combine end of February, free agency in March, then the mm -hmm. draft in April, and then training camp. So like you said, it's a, tw it's a 12 month sport. Lockin', baby. You know, this weekend's going to be fun. we got the playoffs Saturday. I, this is the only thing I like about the seven games. I don't necessarily love the seven games. I'm sorry, seven playoff teams. I kind of like the old format better. But this weekend is why I love the seven, the seven teams. Because we can have three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Yeah. Non-stop football all day. I love that. And then follow up with the national championship on Monday where, <laughs> you know what? I got two prospects in mind, Sertain and Devonta Smith that are on my Eagles radar at that six spot. And I'm going to keep it a close eye on both of them. I will say I like Sertan better um, as a pro. I, I think Devonta Smith's phenomenal. I just, his build kind of worries me at the NFL level. He's oh, about still, 6'1", 170. Like he's very yeah. skinny. So I don't but, know. You know what? He's good for a team with very, with uncreative play calling, which we, which the Eagles showed all year. Where you just get on the ball at any moment, and he might be able to score a touchdown regardless of what the play call was, where he is on the field, and that I think is pretty good. But I'm still leaning towards Jamar Chase, my favorite wide receiver. Yeah. I'm still leaning as wide receiver in the draft at that sixth spot. I do listen. I'm tempted because the Eagles are terrible, and they don't have a single strength on this team. I don't think there's a strength anywhere in any positional group. If you draft a certain, or if you want to make an argument for that Virginia Tech guy Farley. If you have Sertain, Orly, and Slay as your corners, that is a strength. That is something you can build on. That's an identity you can create, um, which I don't mind. You know, do I really want to burn a wide receiver pick at six overall after we drafted one in the first round last year and the year before that in the second round? No, but just because you invest in it with draft picks doesn't mean you solved your issue. We're inept at finding talent and drafting talent. So this is what you have to do. You have to draft the same position three times over again. But who knows? We'll see yeah, I mean, how he's running the show. Who does uh who does Arthago White say I think he is going out and making good catches uh, on Sunday night? Yeah, that one where he caught game him. You were trying to lose. I know, and he's like, all right, let that's me just ball out real he did quick. Well. Yeah. I, was, I was annoyed, but yeah, I I think the idea of Sertan or like you said, Caleb Farley uh, with Virginia Tech next to Darius Slay for a couple of years, like whew. nice. But I, I hey, you know what? I wasn't super excited the watching Kayvon Wallace the last few games, but I think he no. can grow. I think he can be a, a decent starting safety. Uh, I mean, I think you're like hoping off season, I think, but I think you're hoping he grows. I really do. I am hoping here to be excited about him, but you know, we'll I saw him make some good, uh, but that's what I'm saying. I saw him make some good plays. I didn't see him making anything, you know, super exciting. I think he can be like a, maybe, maybe kind of like a McLeod a little less, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, listen, the season's over. The 2021 or the 2021, 2020, 2021 Eagles season is finally over. I, I mean, I feel like it's been over for the last 10 weeks, but it's finally done. We can just get into the draft. 
and I'm fine with that. We have a high pick. I'm excited. I hope they freaking hit it. I hope we don't get ridiculous with this pick. I hope it's nothing crazy. Just pick a good football player. That's all I ask. Yeah, the last time that I can remember, well, I mean, the Giants took Daniel Jones, and then they took that offensive tackle who was ahead of other tackles. Um, oh, yeah, Andrew Thomas. No, the Raiders took a guy, what, Farley or Fa- – what the hell is his name? The Raiders. The Raiders have Khalil taken Khalil something. I forget. Well, they took Damon Arnett, and they took Cleveland Farrell, the year Farrell, before. Farrell, yeah, overall. that's what it was. Yeah, the Farrell Raiders was supposed to go to, like, the players. second round. <laughs> they I, took a top five. <laughs> That's a weird. That's a weird team because you still have Gruden. He's not going anywhere, and he's made progress. But again, that was a team that was trying to tank when the season started. They traded away their best players, Khalil Mack and Cooper. They had no interest. They had two draft, the three first round picks. They want. They were looking to the future. I know they've improved, but they were they hit rock bottom when he came there. I don't know if they've improved as much as I think they were hoping, or Gruden were hoping, or what the expectations were. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, I, I mean I, Mayock's a good GM, even though those picks were kind of questionable we'll see we'll see i, I don't know if i'm there yet because those picks were questionable he he reached on a couple guys arnett was the same thing this year um and they haven't really turned out like none of these draft picks are really hitting jacobs is good i'll give you that but yeah. you know he was drafted right where he was late first round pick first running back off the board yeah um so but you know who knew we were going to end this on some john gruden raiders talk yeah i mean we'll, we'll have episodes about the draft coming up so that'll be exciting but yeah. Uh, till then, we have playoffs, and playoffs are exciting. So, we are, like you said, I'm looking forward to the three games Saturday, three games Sunday, even though it's, I would still rather two teams have a bye, but we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it works. Hey, you know what? I'm for it. So, um, sounds good. Till we talk next. Next week will be an international show as well. I'm going back to England, hopefully. Uh-oh. Fingers crossed. Are you going to get football out there? I'll find a way. Okay. I will find a way. I'll go back to my Reddit days if I have to. I watched a lot of Eagles when I was in Florida. <laughs> my computer didn't run as fast after the season, but it's fine. I'll find a way. Uh, I wonder why. Yeah, so. Oh, well. All right. All right. Good talk. All right. Till then.